once. Mi ma took me out to the museum in town when I was a kid. She was trying to cheer me up after me dad was done in. I saw those old bodies they found in the bog from hundreds of years ago, all brown and shivelled up. They scared the life out of me. Bog Bodies Written by Declan Shelby Art by Gavin Fullerton In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast, Bloating Body Stuck in a Marsh, is the one, the only. Top of the marsh to you. Travis Rats here. Travis Rats, welcome to all of our listeners as, as we bring you a buffet of comic book goodness. Travis Rats and I, you are with us on a comic book club episode and a rare comic book club episode hey, as josh have, josh yeah are we yeah. i feel like we're gonna uh be delving into something is that the correct word that you might use josh i was, gonna, in a, I was in gonna, an intro I'm, to a podcast i was gonna get away from it i was trying to be different <laughs> i saw i saw uh uh buffet or buffett uh buffett. was was new i like that and i was like uh, is he gonna veer at dell no, so, I, right. I wasn't gonna say Del, and I was action in front of us, when we do these comic book club issues or episodes, we like to to spread a delicious meal of comic books for you to choose from, so you can go on this taste journey with us. The amuse bouge of old comic books that we normally read, but we're a bit of uh, a comic sauciers. Yeah, we are comic sauciers or comic. Uh, what's the wine guys? Somalia. Hey, you're not on the podcast yet. You can't talk. <laughs> Uh, sommelier, if you will. I, I learned, Travis, there is someone who does it for beer, which I think I could do that job. But Travis and is I are here like for- a beer mollier? A beer mollier. A beer mollier. Travis and I are bringing you this, this, this comic book club episode where we are, Travis and I have been delving. I'm going to use it, Travis. We've been going back into old books, but now we're going for some newer fare, some fresh. This isn't, this isn't aged Gouda. This is like fresh squeezed I, orange juice. That's what mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. of comic book goodness. And we are reading Bog Bodies by Declan Shelby and Gavin Fullerton. And on a rare occasion such as this, when we bring a new book to you, we thought we would bring a guest on the show. Hey, hold on. Let, let, me, let me move some of your mixed metaphors aside. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And so let's see it's, if we can find this guest. Oh, I think double, I, I, think I see someone in the back of all these metaphors. Who is that, Josh? Uh, our guest today is Andrea Consolvi's joining us. Andrea, say hello to everybody. Hi, everybody. Yes, that's the appropriate time to talk on the podcast. <laughs> Once you've been introduced and not before. Andrea, thank you for joining us on the podcast as we talk about comic books. Uh, and uh, you are here to read a comic book with us. You, or you already read it. We're not going to be reading it on the show. That, Ooh, would, that be would be weird. fun. Oh, that'd be so boring. <laughs> hey, one. Good evening. Welcome back to 6-1 News. Gotta die. Are still searching. I, I, I guys, I think this comic that we're, we're going to talk about today be, would make yeah. a good audio comic. 
It probably would because there's a there's a lot of good voice in it. A lot of good voice in it. It's already got so a soundtrack. We it does already. So we are reading this image comic. It is a one and done original graphic novel or OGN for our listeners uh, called Bog Bodies by one Declan Shelby, written by Declan Shelby with art by Gavin Fullerton. And they tell the tale of a uh, Irish mafia thing gone wrong with marshes or bogs, if you will. Bog is a much more Irish term for marsh. Yeah, uh, what's that song? No, that's, that's the audio. That's like a thing. Um, there's, I feel like there's a lot of Irish songs about bogs. And now I look like a fool. I sound like a, a fool because I can't remember any of them. It's okay. It's okay. So, um, Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's it's good to be back. You've it's been, been a while. You, it's, been, it's been a while. Travis and I don't do guests very often because being in Japan means that Travis's schedule is far strange. Oh, so. it's all me. It has nothing to do with the parent <laughs> who's always taking his kids to gymnastics or I, doing stuff for the union. <laughs> i've got nothing but time and my sleep schedule is way off josh we can do one of these every day bro to be fair i also have nothing but time so so i'm glad i'm glad i could bring you two losers together for this podcast (laughs) where we can talk about comic books um andrew it's been a while since you've been on we normally ask guests who are on what was your first exposure to comics? But I bet you if people went back to find the first episode you were on, you could you could answer that question. So I believe it was the X-Men cartoon. It's, every, it. it's everybody. I know. It's, it's like, every I'm, so, I'm so lame. It's easy to hedge your bets with that, with that uh, guess. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So, so Andrew, a follow-up you. question. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while been since a while. you've uh, yeah. been on the podcast. I think you did the, the live show last, maybe, or one yeah. after that. Was there one in between there? Maybe. I thought you, we did one. Didn't you Didn't you do the other horror one we did? That was uh, all- We did Goners. We did Goner. yeah, yeah. Prez, and we did Saga. Prez, Prez was Saga. Prez, the, yeah. so so, No, Prez been, would have been the newest one. I it's think. been a couple yeah. of years. So yeah. have, you, ha- have you read anything comic-related since the last time you were on the podcast? Yes, I've read a few. Um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was the most recent one that I finished. Nice. Um, before that, it was uh, I read all of the Fade Out, which is probably one of my favorite things yes. I've ever read in general because I like old-timey Hollywood shit, and it's very murdery, and I'm, that's, like, everything I love. So, um, And then... Uh, Saga. And then I did as much of Saga as I could get through, but I feel like there's like, it's beyond, it's, it's gone off the rails. There's no way I could catch up. At this point. Uh, I think, uh, I think it, Bog Bodies pairs well been, with that, that, that list yeah. of reading. I, 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 Saga has yeah. been like unproduced in two years. So it has a, a single ep- issue of Saga has not come out in two years. So, oh, so you so probably can only catch up. Um, so here's, here's, uh, here's what I want to ask you. That That's a good question. But my, my question for you is, you enjoy films. If I am correct, you were a film studies teacher. This is very much the reason I said this would be a good book for you uh, was because it is both noiry, crimey, but I also feel it it fits like you are someone who strikes me as a Scarface, Goodfellas, Godfather sort of. And I'm not saying that because you're Italian. I'm saying that and because, Irish, Italian and yeah. Irish. So, that's it. <laughs> yeah. 
And this to me spoke of like, okay, so it's crime, it's kind of dark, and uh, it is, I figured it would be up your alley. Um, You really, we just got this in the mail, I think probably you and I just before the weekend or over the weekend, because literally it just mailed out. It's brand brand new. So my question for you is, uh, what did you think when I said, hey, read this? (laughs) And you probably could read the blurb about it. And that's about it. What was, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I just, I, well, you're spot on. I, not Scarface. I do think Scarface is one of the worst films ever made, but I watch it. New Jack City is much better. (laughs) I would prefer that totally. But as far as like Goodfellas and Irish and Italian mob and the departed and all that stuff, like I was, I was immediately hooked. Also, I liked that it was new and I felt like it'd be nice to kind of come into something on the ground level and not have this like crazy fan base and like read up on things that, you know, kind of give me this, you know, idea of what I'm about to read. And plus it was like something about dead bodies. So I was like, I <laughs> jumped on that right away. So this is, this is perfect. You, I got really excited though, when you sent me the Spotify link to the soundtrack, because it's like, so immersive and it, I'm sure we'll is, talk about all the other stuff that very cinematic at that yeah, point. It oh, is cinematic. Andrea question yeah. do you what's your preferred nomenclature films movies or cinema I think it depends on it's film. It's what film. What you're talking about. She's not going to say movie. She's going to say. I film. would say like if I'm talking. She's not about... pretentious enough to say cinema, but she's pretentious enough to say film. <clears throat> I'm going to never, the cinema. I won't say cinema, but if I'm talking about like. I know you're doing your like marvelous summer and stuff, but like popcorn flicks, like Marvel movies and stuff, they're movies. Mm-hmm. But if I'm talking about like, you know, something. Captain America Winter Soldier is a film. That is a movie. <laughs> but I would say The Godfather <laughs> is a film. I I don't know. My level, my level of snobbery just like it varies per genre and I guess budget. I don't know. <laughs> got you. I got you. Yeah. And then horror, horror movies are always flicks. Horror movies are always horror flicks. Are I they? I think so. I guess I always. Yeah, that's good. I saw one of those horror flicks. I, like, I like, the, like the flickers. That, but... Like you're. Hey, we're gonna go to the weekend. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go see go one of those flickers. Flicker. We're gonna go to the theater. We're gonna go to the theater and see. Gonna go to the Nickelodeon. So, uh, Travis, do you think that you could give a quick synopsis of the book that we're talking about? This is a spoilery episode, so. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do it? Can I, you do it in an Irish accent? No, please don't do it. In an Irish accent. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, I thought you you kind of gave. I thought your uh, previous like it's a bunch of mobsters and then they run amok in a bog uh, was the summary. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it, it, okay. So we have a man on the run story. Uh, we have this Irish young Irish gangster who is uh, duped into going out into these bogs under uh, the bogs the the bogs outside of Dublin under false pretenses and when he gets out there he realizes that he is the target of the mob's next crime uh he suffers uh, some injuries that lead him out into the bog as he is on the run he meets up with a young girl who is also injured and lost in the bog chase ensues as the irish mobsters run all over his bob looking bog looking for him we meet mm, so uh a few other characters, but it's a really small cast. Uh, and then we can talk about the end a little bit a later. Little twist. Yeah. I, there's the ending. I have some questions about. I have a question okay. about. I, I read it in two different ways, so I'm trying mm. to figure out what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I want to know. 
How did you, I'm just going to go right out. Andrea, how did you enjoy the story? What did it do for you? What didn't it do for you? Opening thoughts. Opening oh, thoughts. Opening thoughts. Um, I was, I, I mean, everything about like from the, di- the dialogue was very snappy. The fact that it is, I, I don't know if we've really touched on it, but everything is written in, you know, very yeah, heavy Declan, Irish accents. Declan is Irish. He's Irish rogue. Yeah. He's written a couple books. He has another graphic novel out that is even more Irish than this. Savage Town, oh. right? Savage it, Town? Yeah, Savage Town. It's also an Irish mobster sort of gang, Irish gangster sort of thing. More Irish than this one. I would be very interested in reading it because I absolutely loved reading it with the um, mediocre Irish accent that I have in my head. And I had just finished all of Dairy Girls. So I kind of understood some of the slang and stuff because yeah. it's about like high school Irish kids. Yeah. And um, so I, um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed that. I was kind of... I have questions about the ending too. I, I, is there going to be more of this story or is this kind of it? Like, this, or, this is your story. This is the whole thing. Okay. And, Cause I, I, see. I really would like more um, because I'm very interested in these characters and kind of um, this whole dark seedy Irish mob underbelly and everything. And I don't want to jump to the end, but how the end was left. I was wanting more. So I was very interested in it. And I felt like, it had this great sense of isolation with some of the art and stuff like that, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. Um, but uh, it it just was like a really good slow burn, like the whole time, which I, I'm very into. So it kept me interested. I was very, I was very hooked the whole time. I will, I will agree about it somehow being a slow burn, even though this was the one of the fastest reads I've had. Oh my gosh! Like, while um, yeah. it is a very quick pace, it is a very quick read, but it it burns very slowly. It's like one of those. Uh, you know, like uh, Fourth of July, the little snakes that look like turds. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? Those little caps. You light it on fire, and it slowly turns into a charcoal worm. That's what this felt like. It happens very fast, but somehow it looks incredibly slow. Or yeah. you know what I mean? Like it it feels slow, but it it happens very quickly. If that makes sense. I think that's a testament to like how they make you feel like you're right along with the characters. Like they're internally, they're like freaking out because they're being chased right but, you know what i mean so i don't know but it's it's kind of really marinates in that whole chase so, exactly so, like travis what was your what was your initial impression of, of this bad boy uh i love the form uh, of this uh these ogn pieces this it, it's it, it this story could exist in so many forms you know it could be easily written as a short story uh, and work on, on that level. Uh, and uh, other than film, I really thought it had a lot of similarities with the stage play. Even though we're outside in this bog, I mean, that location can be really encapsulated on stage and with the few yeah. characters it has and these long dialogues that they have, I think that you can, uh, it, it has these stage play qualities to it that I, that I really like. And so I love that. We've talked about my love of anthology uh, trades and and, yeah. and things like that with short stories this just felt like i mean a nice little snack yeah right? whole, like, uh, i don't know how long savage town is but like if they keep up with this i mean you're looking at a fantastic omnibus with just these kind of uh, irish set stories short stories all together uh that you could you could put together and so for me that was the joy in reading this is it felt like uh literary fiction as opposed to kind of more poppy or contemporary it had it had these layers of of themes and the fact that we have to question the ending and uh, this this story asks the reader to bring a lot to it 
And I really think they do a really good job of keeping you engaged in the story with the littlest amount of information possible. I still feel like I know these characters. It's asking me to fill in a lot of blanks. And I, I it, it, these stories are great because this literary side just forces you to bring a lot into it. And therefore, I think everyone's going to get quite a different reading experience. So I like that. And then I also think my other thing that I thought was really fantastic is this story relies, for me, it's so tone heavy. Uh, and we'll talk about that Spotify yeah. playlist. But it's, I love when writers seem to start with a tone. And that seems to be like the, the biggest wash they put over their story. Because the story itself, it's, I mean, it's not that it's not that original as far as we have a man on the run story and we have mafia and, and, and stuff like that, disposing of bodies. Um, but the tone seems to be what for me was the driving force uh, for engagement. What about you, Josh? You know, I, I felt really similar, similar. Uh, and then I, now I just want, when you go back to teaching drama at some point in your career, next I want year. you to put- uh, next year, next year, yeah. Next year, I hope that you're putting on uh, bog bodies. As yeah. a, I've actually as started, a I've actually started writing my next one act. I have some things that we're going to talk about later. Andrea, I might need your help with this one. And I'm in. 100. Uh, right. So, so here's here here's here are my thoughts on it. I I love stories like this. I love an original graphic novel that. I don't have to wait for, I can read it in one setting. I love stories like that. This is, and I love it that they're not gigantic. I mean, I do love big epic stories like Why the Last Man. I I do love that, but there's something wonderful about sort of the work that you've got guys like Declan Shelby doing with this and with, um, you know, Savage Town. But then it reminds me of all those criminal books, right? By by Sean Phillips, like the fade out and all those things that exist in sort of, Mm The Fade Out is an original graphic novel, but you and I read, what was the other one? All My Heroes Are Junkies. Junkies. Junkies, yeah. So it's that same sort of vein, like let's release what is essentially, I don't know, maybe two issues, maybe three issues of a of a single single comic book, right? And um, let's let's just tell a story like that. And I think those are the stories that like, I found it very interesting. And I, when I got to the end, I don't know if I'm right. I don't know what I think is real is real or not real. And maybe that's the problem. Um, but I really, I, that's what I like about it. It made me think. Um, and I also, you know, you mentioned it being a stage play, but I think this is also really like, and I don't mean this to sound bad, but it's very like short film, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. it's oh, like, yeah like student short film sort of thing. Right. And I don't mean that in a flippant sort of way, but there really is like, here's a quick, you know, 50 minute movie that you could make out of this thing and just do something very interesting with it. Um, so I really did like it. I did like the small cast of characters. I like that you're dropped into it. You don't really understand what's going on. I hope you can all hear my dog barking in the background. Uh, freaking, mm-hmm. freaking puppies. <laughs> No one should get a quarantine puppy. Shut that dog up. I am doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really you really went down the tier, the family tier, didn't you? You yeah. just dropped below yeah. the dog. I did drop below. I have always been below the pets in this house, and I will accept it. 
So, would you be less than Jake? Isn't that what the punk band named their uh, their? That's how the band Less Than Jake got their name. Is because one of the members had this dog, and the dog's name was Jake, and the mom liked the dog better than anyone in the family. This is a long diatribe, but I felt like it's very important to this conversation. It's, it is really <laughs> important. So, um, but I had I, no idea. That's brand new information for me. Jake was a bulldog. Jake was a bulldog. I did really like the story. I thought it was good. Um, let's talk a little bit about these characters, this cast of characters that we get in here. Um, what did you think of the sort of group of gangsters that were with? What Out of the sort of, were the bad guys bad enough? Were they too bumbling? Did you, what was your thought process on our, our evil guys, our bad guys in here? And then really our protagonist, who's also a bad guy. Right. But he is our protagonist for this. Uh, and I can't remember his name right now, but uh, isn't it Killian? Is it Killian? Yep. It's Killian. Killian. Yeah. yeah. So what did you guys Killian, think? Killian, and Bernie. What did you think of our 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 protagonist versus our sort of uh, bad guys, our, our super crooks, if you will? I don't super bad guys as opposed to him. Yeah, what were your thoughts on this cast of characters? Um, I immediately went to like Goodfellas and Killian is like the Ray Liotta character because he's kind of the younger, the young buck in this whole situation. And he's not, you know, the loose cannon. I feel like Bernie is like the Joe Pesci character because he's just like, let's kill everybody, whatever Polly wants, let's kill everybody. But Polly is the bishop in this situation, which I think is funny because I'm assuming they're Catholic and it's a religious thing. But anyway, um, and then I feel like um, Keen is the the um, uh, Robert De Niro character. And he's like the one that's, he's like getting the business done, but he actually can have some sort of, like he can examine a situation and not just say, well, whatever he wants is this. He kind of he can sort through it and he he wants to spare this kid at some point. He doesn't yeah. feel like he needs to go ahead and kill him because he can see the humanity in him and everything. So that's kind of how I looked at it. I really liked, there's just some really. You like the grandma, right? The grandma is, we can talk about the grandma. The grandma, the grandma was, was great. <laughs> I love the grandma. She, what was her name? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Senile old lady who lives with ghosts. I thought she was great. She's like, yeah, you won't hear anything from us. I, I love that. Like, this is someone's. Maureen. More, I love that that's someone's grandmother who lives out in the middle of nowhere, and that's why they bury the bodies there because oh, his, so she's aunt. Not, his aunt. She's yeah. she's not going to tell anybody, right? right? She doesn't even know what we're doing. No one goes out there to visit her. It's fine. We were talking about Saga earlier and that reveal when they have like we're not going to you know of like the ghost or whatever it is yeah. in the background is so Saga to me. Like that supernatural like page reveal of just like oh look at look at all these uh, yeah. ghosts here, all these wounds and everything, but. I like yeah. I like the fact that the like you mentioned it here like the they represent these different kind of archetypes in these uh, mafia stories, but I really yeah. like the age difference too. You have the uh, how long they've been in this life and what right. that says about them. Like right. even though like the old guy he survived because of that following the rules that coldness. Then you have the middle aged guy who's kind of in there and he's still got he's some heart like left. His- yeah. yeah, but he's also resigned himself. Like he's, they're gonna kill me anyway. So he knows, like his like heart is like screwing him over. Exactly. In, in yeah. Place, so. And yeah. he sees a little bit of 
what he was in Killian, where Killian is yeah. now. And then you have Killian, the young initiate who is... Well, whose job is really just to drive bodies, right? Like, that's what he does. His, he, like, he's the sort of, like, delivery guy. Yeah. Right? So he's, you know, and so he's not the killer. Do you think he he's, listens to on repeat in his car when he's dropping him off? Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies <laughs> no, hit he the listens, he listens no. to He's it's listened like, to like the cure. It's and... a lot of dropkick Murphy. Yeah. I don't care if bogs are black. <laughs> Shoot you, throw uh, you in the back. All right. That's good. That's good. It wouldn't it's be an episode. If you didn't <laughs> it wouldn't be a song. If, it wouldn't be an episode if you didn't sing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed the characters. I thought it was interesting. For me, I got And this is just always what happens. It's always the characters are. They're either Home Alone or 101 Dalmatians. And this is very much a mix of like Home Alone and 101 Dalmatians, right? The two, it's a, it's a, it's a bumbling, but they're not bumbling, but they are pair of criminals, right? Like, you, the wet bandits? They come oh, in like, they or come. Or bandits, depending on which, you know. One <laughs> is short, one is tall, one is crazy, one is not, right? It can vary, but there's always like, and, and that's a part of storytelling, right? You have to be able to tell your characters apart. So especially in a visual medium, you're not going to make them both look the same. You're going to have one tiny old guy who reminds, like, who looks like the grandfather from, uh, oh man, King of the Hill. Um, but like in the best way, like I, but that's what it reminded me of. I thought that they were just menacing enough, but not too menacing, right? Because you want it to feel you want there to be tension, but you also want to believe that he can get away because that's what the story's about, right? Like you don't want an impending amount of dread. You want to believe that this guy is going to be able to get out of it, right? You want to, you want to believe that he's going to be able to escape it. And so I thought having these two criminals who are not like, a one at their game. Otherwise they would have killed him as soon as he opened the door. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that sort of pairing of the, of the two criminals. I, I, I really did like it. My question for you guys now is our, our female lead, our, my question for you. And this is, uh, this is me spoiling the ending. She's dead, right? It's a ghost. That's the way I took it on the surface. Yeah. She's dead. Right. Yeah, you you read it twice, I, right? Once once you read it the first time, and you read it back again. I mean, there's lots of outs for you to say she's not dead, right? But she's never in a room with any. There, no one ever sees her except the grandmother and him, right? So she conveniently is not there. She leaves yeah. when when the nephew comes, and so she's dead, yeah. right? It is a ghost. I didn't get that at first when the first time I read it, and then I got to the end of it, I'm like wait did is she dead the whole time is that not is he is he guilty does he feel like is it his guilt about it right because he's that's why they're killing is because he screwed up right and it was he did screw up because he was were they specific about it was a girl like he killed the wrong girl yeah he said he went to the place and he killed a girl and they said well you killed the wrong girl you just killed a civilian and that has to be you have to be punished at this point so So is nev i think that's our our yeah uh, Yeah, it's supposed to be that girl you think or is it just like uh, okay that's who that is yeah i feel like because that would be a really weird like non-tie-in for such a short story you know what i mean so how does she fit in it'd be a real missed opportunity 
at the, be- at the beginning, the news story is this girl's missing if you have any information about her. And then he finds her in the woods. And I'm like, well, this is a weird twist. Like the guy who dumps bodies finds a missing girl. This is going to be right. a, a weird thing. And then you then throughout it, you go like, oh, that's the girl that he supposedly killed. And then in my head, I'm like, well, maybe he didn't kill her. And that's why he's getting in trouble because he... Right. She's alive. And then you get to the point with the grandmother or the aunt. I'm sorry, I keep calling her grandmother. And then I'm like, oh, she can see all these dead bodies. She's dead. Because he's running away. He's the only one who gets shot. She doesn't get shot. Right? Like, she's never in a location where anyone else sees her except the aunt who sees all the other dead bodies. All the yeah. other ghosts. Oh, well, and certainly, I think it's like the last page or so, that tombstone shot. I mean, right. it certainly solidifies any kind of questions you have on that. But this was a two-reader. This was this was like, I was like, did I read it that way? Am I right? Is she dead? Well, I, yeah, no, I didn't get it the first round. I was like, I was, I think it was more like, wait, what? And then once I once I read it, because she has that moment where um, she's, kind of in the graveyard and you can see all the other dead body ghosts behind yeah. her and she kind of touches touches her forehead and she has like blood on her hands so she can see that she was shot you know in the head yeah. or whatever and so yeah yeah second reading i was like oh okay <laughs> first one not right and then like essentially like um she says no loose ends right yeah. like now she can die yeah because the because the the like the then the aunt says like you can go home now yeah Right. So I, I, and she wanders into the graveyard and lays by the tombstone. Yeah. And for me, I was like, Oh, this is much more, this is a little deeper than I, this is a little darker and a little more mysterious boggy than I, and like when I'm first reading it, what I was getting out of it. Yeah. And macabre, maybe, like poet. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe I'm dumb. And that's why I didn't realize right away that this was the dead girl, but maybe you're just happy. Sorry. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something, guys. I got yeah. you. I got that she was dead her first read. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. Okay. Uh, you know, you read as much comics as I do, and you pick up on these things. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I, and then I had to go back and make the connection. I'm like, oh, it was the girl once once you see it there? But it wasn't until the tombstone thing. And I think that that really, as Andrea was saying, I think that does really encapsulate the the short story. And I think the payoff is great because the length of the story fits the payoff. If I had to read six issues to get that same effect, I would right. be like, Very oh, okay. <laughs> it was I, yeah. all a dream. Yeah. I'd be like, nah, not big of a letdown. <laughs> so like as I mentioned earlier, I think the less is more is really, it's, it's really impressive in this. Um, right. They really just boiled it down to, all right, here's what we need to show you in order for this payoff to work. And then you're going to end the book and then sit on your bed for a while and be like, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, all right, she is dead. Like, how am I supposed to feel about this story? Right, because your protagonist dies. Like, everybody is dead except the terrible person least likable character in the entire thing and so that is also very much like well that's dark and that's not a normal ending and i think i like the not normal ending of it right i like the idea that your protagonist is a bad guy and you get the girl gets to say like with no loose ends so she like 
her ghost is happy that he's dead too, right? Like this weird yeah. sort of, you know, like it was definitely, I thought for being the short story that it was, I really, I really enjoyed the ending, even though I had to double check myself and be like, Oh, she, Oh, I do see dead people. Right. I had to like, you know, like yeah. once you hit that moment, I had to go back and double check and see like, Oh, no one does see her. She is Bruce Willis. Right. Like I had to go like, go back and check the tape and make sure like no one else had talked to her. So what do you, what do you think if, since we're leaving the, the most unlikable, most despicable character alive, we kill off our protagonist, the young female that we uh, grow to like ends up being already the victim of this horrible murder. Uh, Our kind of mentor character comes in and tries to save things. He's killed. What is, what's Shelby trying to say with that, with leaving that the most despicable character alive at the end? What do you think? Life is shit. (laughs) It's shite. Shite. It's called shite. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's just like if you're like bad things happen to bad people. Do you think it's an Irish thing? Do you think it's like an Irish view? Is there an Irish pessimism? Like the British tend to be kind of like downers, like a bit pessimistic about things. It's not Dick Van Dyke, right? Uh, <laughs> it, and I don't know enough about like ireland irish if this kind of imbues some kind of way of well if i remember angela's ashes was a very like charming lovely tale uppity (laughs) very like very uplifting uh sort of story no i it just feels very much like wow that's that's dark but but did you i felt like the tone i thought that they did it perfectly because they added just enough with the dialogue and the humor in the dialogue and like so many F-bombs, it was just delightful. I yeah. just loved reading through it. But um, there was just these really subtle moments with Keen and what's his name, Bernie? Yeah. Um, just like little bits in the car where they're like sitting there and they have like a whole like panel where they're just sitting there and it's like this break and he's like, oh shit, the headlights are on. And I'm like, oh no, you know what I mean? They're like, there's just enough humor in it that I didn't right. feel like it was this heavy, like real bummer of a story. Oh, agreed. But it's also like not quite dark. It's not quite a black comedy, right? Like it's right. not, yeah, it's not exactly. quite a dark they were comedy. Genuine, they were genuinely humorous moments that like him freaking falling down the hill and be right, but, it's, and stuff. but it's not quite like dark humor like we're no. not we're not yeah. there yet exactly. um but it's enough sort of levity to where you're not like wah, wah, which the, the makes, whole time which makes the ending all the more like whoo like a gut punch like you're like whoo this is right because you think like oh he's gonna get away he's gonna like he's yeah. gonna talk his way out of it he's fine he's gonna do it and then no or something like the ghosts are going to help him or like something, right. something is going to help this kid. It's like, <sighs> no, just a, nothing, nothing just happens. A, just a kill shot. Um, so my question then turns to uh, the art of it all. Um, Andrea, you know, like you don't read a ton of comic books. What did you think about the art in here? Did you enjoy it? Um, what, what, what were your thoughts on it? I absolutely love the art in this. I love the color palette. The second I even just got in, I looked at the cover. I was like, this is amazing. Um, The thing I really enjoy about it is a lot of times when I, you know, if I'm reading through a comic and it's nighttime, I can see everything. You know what I mean? There's a background and every detail is there. This makes it 
it's just black. And then there's these great like dark blues and grays and everything. And these really cool highlights where you kind of, you know, you see the, the moonlight kind of shining on them and stuff, but it makes it even more isolated because you cannot see anything beyond what the characters can see in the nighttime. And I just thought that was rad as hell. The, the actual characters are written like, or they're drawn like just it's, they're so nightmarish looking. There's something about this type where they kind of like, they cut their teeth and they make them look like actual teeth and they have these like big bulgy eyes and these giant like lips and stuff. Like, it's just, they're very, I don't know. I'm not crazy how the characters are drawn, but they fit, they fit the story. But I more so just love just the whole aesthetic and how they, how they made it, you know, really isolated looking. And it was just super cool. Yeah. I, I really enjoy, uh, I really enjoy um, Killian's mustache um <laughs> you get to see just the little tiny wisps of it the whole time uh, but tra- travis what what did you think of the art what, what was your, where were your what were your th- i mean we read a bunch of stuff with yeah. the art could not be more different from the books we read book to book you know we just read uh you know um what was before this well lucifer yeah lucifer yeah so we just read Why lucifer do I know before that? this <laughs> Well, sometimes we record episodes ahead of other episodes, so I have to remember if we released one or not. Likely excuse. But but yeah, like we just read Lucifer, and this is completely different than those first two ish, three issues of Lucifer, right? Like the the style and the color could not be any more different. But what were what were your thoughts on? What did you think about it? Yeah. So to to what I thought was. You know, I always kind of look at like what is like unique about the art and kind of to piggyback on what Andrew was saying about the the night and stuff like that. I think the the concentration on the landscapes here are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there's always these kind of over they always they're always taking you back in these panels and reminding you of those overhead landscape shots uh of these kind of dark silhouettes of this bog which really allows you to get kind of lost in this world and make it feel even though it's a small story to make this bog world feel very big and very mysterious and so for an artist to focus so much on landscapes and again it's always less is more uh he's able I, i don't know how you're able to capture kind of the epicness of a landscape with just in silhouettes and in in kind of hatchings and stuff like that and so i thought that was a strong unique piece i like how um the the natural art style of how he's doing human beings it's like ugly right it's kind of like that that uh, it kind of fits yeah the ugliness of the characters you were you were nailed it with the the grandfather from king of the hill uh reference i I can't but i love it i can't i love it i can't unsee that yeah 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 Um, I, I think when I look at it, I love how heavy the ink lines are on it. I love how heavy the the pen lines are on it because it it truly does show. And I don't know if that's, you know, uh, Gavin Fullerton's normal style, right? Like I don't, I said, yeah, I uh, read an interview with him. He says he does heavy blacks a lot. And, and so for me, that heavy black really ends up being like, it shows how dark it is out there, right? Like when you see a shadow, it is a a deep, you can't see anything but that shadow. And it lends itself to so many of these posts where you just see glints of light, whether that's, you know, the, you like you said, Travis, there's always sort of this sort of wide shot, right? Like a big wide panel. And you just see sort of like the arc of the, of the hill, right? Yeah. And you can tell that it's completely desolate and there is nothing out there, right? 
and it's just black beyond it. Um, I really thought the color palette was fantastic. Loved it. Um, the headlight colors are great. The warmth when you get inside of the gram or the ant's house is fantastic. The, like the, you, the red trunk light. Cause that was super good fellas too. Is like right. that's how good fellas opens is they're sh like shanking a dude in a trunk. And it's that red light that's up on their face from the, the brake lights and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. I, the, the color palette is really, really wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Um, I like the cartooning a lot. I, I, I think the, the characters being ugly fits an ugly story. Yes. Right. Like um, it is just a, a grubby kind of tail. And I think, I think it suits this very well. Um, but I, I, I really, I really enjoyed the sort of like bleak color palette and the sort of extra heavy inking that's in there that kind of they work well together. Yeah. 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 If you were, to, um, if you were to switch that color up and make it a little more vibrant, it would have, it would have, I don't think it would have worked well with those heavy lines. No, I, I think you're right. I think it would have been well. And then it also like you couldn't make it vibrant because yeah, this isn't yeah. daytime, right? It's it's like the most there are no lights. We are in the middle of nowhere. The moon is the only light you're getting, essentially. And that's what we're seeing is sort of like this moonlight or headlight or the light from this house is the only light we're getting. Are you uh, saying the I, moon is the only Light will see. So, darling, yeah. darling, bog with Bye. me. <laughs> Bury me in a bog. What do you guys? Uh, I think yeah, they are. What, what do you guys think about? We talked about it a little bit, but writing it in the colloquial Irish dialect. I mean, these guys. Uh, I always I, if I try to write in dialect. I want to read every everything I ever want to read from here until I'm dead. I want it. Yeah, and I'm like an Irish bro. It's like, so yeah. hard, like, because if you're not Irish, you're not used to reading English in Irish. Like, if if I was gonna write an Irish character, it would take me so long to so figure out the syntax of all that stuff. <laughs> My favorite Irish, I, I remember this from preacher, and they have it here, is Jesus. How they spell oh, Jesus? Uh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, oh, I love Jesus. how I love how it looks in in uh, on the page. It's just that's so, an extra, Travis. That's so extra phonetic. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, but I think I think it works because the author is Irish, right? Like he's writing a tale of what he knows. It does not, and so um, I am currently reading, uh, or we will be reading. Um, what did I just finish? Spider Where there's a little Spider Man <clears throat> mask. Spider Man. Isn't is there a little accent in Spider Man at one point? I haven't no. I haven't started that one yet. That would, be, that would be weird if Spider Man's like, oh, Jay Jonah, you're no, a lovely no, man. <laughs> there's a whenever there's a character that shows up that's supposed to be from somewhere, and like just so you know that's from where that's where they're from. Like sometimes American writers will throw real. one word, like they'll throw like one word they always like say, or they or they lean really hard into it where everything is written that way. It reminds me of uh, the Dark Tower when uh, Stephen King writes the one character and he writes her like this sort of very southern, like um, I I don't know how to say it without like sound like. It, it, he writes it in a way that's in, it sounds incredibly racist the way that he writes that character. And it like that it, sometimes you lean into it too much. And I think uh, as Americans writing that stuff, you overdo it. But I think like Declan does a really good job. I'm like, Ooh, that it sounds real, right? Like, how do you, you know, like and he's not, sorry, he's, 
he's putting in slang and like all of this all of these very Irish words, like they, he doesn't give a shit if we know what they mean or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's the best and part. That's the best part. It's like, oh, but I, again, I watched Dairy Girls, so I knew a little bit of it. But beyond I mean, that, I was like, this is fantastic. It was, it was a lot of fun. I'm trying so to fun. find the thing that I could not, they use it all the time as like a punctuation. It's like, so or... Uh, something. I'm. Gosh, it's. I, it was. I kept seeing it. Now I can't find one instance of it. It's like they use it to punctuate it, and I couldn't figure out phonetically like how that's supposed to sound in uh, a um, uh, the comic. Go ahead. I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> um, we're all like. We're all looking I, yeah. No, I'm looking for it the same way you were too. But I, uh, I thought I it was. I thought it was a. I thought that that made the story that much better, right? Like it gave you one more thing to kind of latch onto and sort of be transported into this story and really take you out of, you know, a comic book and really make it feel like a film. I, cause I feel like I totally agree with you. Um, I feel like a lot of, every time I read a comic or not every time, but like sometimes when the dialogue feels like a bit declarative, like it's just like, we're talking and we're talking. And this was like, such snappy natural dialogue i just it just flowed really well because it wasn't uh, what they were saying wasn't always like crucial to the story you know what i mean so i just right i, I enjoyed how that was that flowed i can't did you, find, did you find it yet travis no now i'm wondering if i like like the ghost in the story if i just imagined <laughs> this this word but it was bothering me and i'm like i'm like man i am I gotta give my my eight percent Irish ancestry dot com Irish nationality back. <laughs> they say gob gobshite a lot. Yeah, they do say no, it's a lot. like a it's like a punk. I want to say it's like so or it's not ain't. It's oh gosh, it's gonna kill me, and I feel like I can't move on. <laughs> the, guy, <laughs> the guy's name is Kino. Do you think that he just kept saying some weird word over and over again? His name is Kino. That's. <laughs> Maybe that's it. All right, I'm gonna, I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna retire it. So here's 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 what I want to know. I want to know. So we the dialect makes the story that much more better. The art lends itself to it. Um, I I'm kind of I I want to know. Do you think the ending? And we kind of talked about it, but to kind of put a bow on our discussion of the story, did the ending work for you? Like flat out. I know we've kind of beat around it a little bit, but did did the ending work for you? Would you have wanted a little more, Andrew? I mean, Andrew, you started off the conversation saying you wanted to talk about it and you wanted more of the story. So I'm, at, I guess my question is, did the ending was it enough? And what do you want more of? I once <clears throat> with the second read through, once I figured out, and that's the thing. Now I want to read through the entire thing, realizing that she's dead at least that's what we're kind of deciding on oh she's dead she's um, you know what i mean so like but i kind of realized that halfway through and so i'd like to kind of read through it again and see how that now thinking of her as like a ghost um but knowing that i really do like the ending and i am more satisfied with that but at the same time i really like i i guess no, well, everybody's dead, so you don't get the you just get the world, right? You yeah. don't right. want, yeah, but you don't I want like the, the world. Yeah. I like the world. I like what the hell is going on with Maureen, the aunt. Like yeah. she's like she's got some weird shit going on. She's hanging out with all these dead people. Like I I would be cool with some other version of this story or some other, you know, 
tale from another character that's come maybe not a mob person or anybody like someone who's just kind of stumbled upon it you know what I mean or the story of one of the people that died and got dumped there or whatever I just feel like it's really interesting and I I love the world and the look of it so much that I would I would totally read more of these but I like them in these nice kind of yeah small stories you know what I mean because they they build so much and that's why short films are so cool is because you can tell this really full rich story and like you know I mean, this would probably be a little longer, but typically 10 to 15 minutes, you know what I mean? And so I, I would like more of these stories in, in this world, but I love, I thought the ending was great knowing that she was dead. I thought it worked. So. Travis. Yeah. I, I like this. I want more of, I, I, I love comics. You like want more, this. you want more dirty crime tales. I want more. Yeah. Dirty crime tales. crime stories make crime yeah. stories make great comic books. They also, just better when they're Irish. too. I, also, um, uh, Andrea, I, I want more Jurassic Park references. This had a Jurassic Park reference in it. I uh, was, I'm glad you brought that up. I totally <laughs> forgot. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is, I, I like, I like stories like this because even if this failed for me, and it didn't, I really like the story. It's, it's, it has an ethereal voice to it. It doesn't feel like it's it's aping something. It is a genre story, but if you didn't like this, it doesn't consume up much of your time. And if you do like it, and you look at the layers, it can consume too much of your time thinking about it. Uh, and right. I like that because it's both disposable and deep depending on on how much you want to pursue it after the read. And I think sometimes when we read like a big epic, like Why the Last Man, you're just pounding through the story and there's not that meditative thought until you get to the end of the month when you're done reading all, you know, 70 issues. As as someone who's on volume seven of that Green Arrow story that we read episodes ago, I'm very much like, well, now I have to finish it. It's not that it's bad, but I'm like, well, now I have to like I like I'm committed to it, and I would never go back and probably read it all again. Um, where something like this, I'm like, oh, that was fun. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna flip through it again. I'm gonna read it again. I'm gonna experience it again because it's something that has a a replay value, right? Yeah. We don't always get we don't always get that in comic books, especially with, with what I think that's why I enjoy one and done stories like this because mm-hmm. you and I often like we we play in a world of volume ones or part of, or this important arc of, as opposed to here's a story and you can be done with it. Right. Like here's your, here's your good fellas. It's done. Yeah. You go back and read it. We often go like, well, here's the first volume in a tale. That's going to, that's going to take 20 twists and turns and you'll never be, you can't just watch it once. Right. Like I really liked, uh, What's now I can't what's um shoot breaking bad, but I'll never go watch the whole thing again. Oh my god. Right? So it was really good. But if Breaking Bad were a, if Breaking Bad were a movie, I probably would have rewatched it a couple That's times. That's a good point. Right? Yeah, yeah. There is I liked what you said, the replay value in it. I like that. I like yeah. that phrase. I'll have to bring that back in here. I did I I did enjoy it a lot. So here's what I want to know, guys. Uh by the way, uh, guys, I'm, yeah. I'm I, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure I was just reading Kino and I was like, are they trying to say like Kino? Can <laughs> like it's keen yo yeah i was, I was like, like i don't I get this like, take that out that yeah. could be uh, and now i feel like a fool i'm those i'm sitting here I'm like it's in here somewhere i'm like you know what you're probably right 
you just made me realize that I have been reading, I have like the hardcover, the big hard sex criminals. And like, I still haven't finished it because it is this like tome of like, yeah, I never read, I never read past the first volume. That's, that's the, that's what happens on this show. I'm like, Oh, that was really fun. And it's not very often that I will go read beyond the little piece we read. Uh, And like once a year, I'll be like, all right, I'm reading all that. Right. Right. Like I, I like something that much to finish it. Um, but uh, here's the, I don't, I know we're winding yeah. down, but I, I, I yeah. was thinking about this too. Cause now when we do, when I do the intros, I try to, as I'm reading, I look for like a long kind of diatribe to kind of like yeah. to read as an intro. And this doesn't have any kind of like long diatribes about the lesson or moral or like these monologues about it. It's just this casual conversation again inviting you to come in it's none of the characters are explaining the theme of the story to you and there's no like exposition robots or anybody yeah. being like hey here's yeah the- well there's that's what I mean. there's no there's no narrator travis yeah yeah there's no like there's no narrators just Anything is someone saying something else, right? That's hard to resist as a writer, not doing when you have this bog and because there's a yeah. history, there's a history to this bog, right? So as a writer, you're like, oh man, I want to throw in narration all the history. And in, in 1842, we found the first, bo- you know, like all, you know, yeah, in the bog, I, I they were like mutilated and whatever. Yeah. That's what makes it feel more cinematic sometimes. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no narrator telling you. It's only what the director wants you to see. Or it's only what the director wants you to know and then you have to decide as the audience member i love that right so i i think but that's i did my, research bog bodies like for two hours it's a real thing way. yeah it's a real and thing it's awesome and so scary and gross and it's it is very gross uh, i do like if you're gonna do one here you go travis you ready okay fuck this noise me runners are destroyed from all the shite and muck your runners are the least of our problems love would you say um, that, that, that's a good page. She's pissed that her sneakers are gross, but she's dead because he murdered her and left her in a bog. So yeah, her sneakers are good. <laughs> my trainers. Her, I her got trainer, my trainers, daddy. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, my trainers. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was good. But, but, so here's what I know. Before, I, I want to know, what's your, what's your panel? What's your favorite panel? I forgot to remind Andrea about the favorite panels, but since she listens to the this show all the time, radio, Joshua, she I listens to the show all the time and she's been on it. She will, she will gladly do it. Do you want to go last Andrea? Or do you want to go first? I'll, I have go, I'll go last. Okay. Travis, do you have a panel or am I going first? Uh, I can go first. All right. Give me your th- panel. I don't, sir. I don't think I'm going to take anyone's panel. Let me click into my bookmark. Come on, bookmark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. You read it digital. How I was it digital read it. reading? Uh, you know what? It was nice. I didn't. I bet you the colors pop more. I, I didn't. I didn't read it completely twice, but I started with the playlist, which we haven't talked about. And oh, uh, yeah, we got it. We'll get back to that. And after we do because I was writing in the iPad, the sound was coming out right from where I was reading it, which was nice. I like that. That's yeah. good. Like um, that. Mine is uh, the. Uh, the scene where right after the trunk shooting, let me get this on to the, my bookmarks don't want to come up, but it's early on. Ah, yes, it is digitally, it is okay, of page 14. It's right when he gets the trunk gets shot up and the next page is him running into the woods. And like Andrea mentioned earlier, but one of my favorite things in this book is that the trunk light and how that plays. And 
you see like the trunk light cutting through the darkness like a fire, like a lightning bolt. The guy's got his, you know, hand up in the air. He's shooting. You see him running in there. It incorporates so many things. That trunk light, a bit of that 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 bog landscape that's so important to it. And it really sets up the genre, that that red light. So basically any panel with that red light, but I I really like that one. That's awesome. That is that is a good one. For me, I'm gonna do one. We mentioned it earlier, the idea of like how he creates this sort of the silhouette of this dead nothing landscape very easily and so early on uh they are driving uh kino and killian are driving and it's a full page spread i know that that's really against the rules of of favorite panels but it's just one giant page with the car and the car is literally just two dots two yellow dots and the red brake lights the lights that will play a key role in the entire story over and over again and just a whole lot of black. The simplicity of it, but the ability to tell you they are in the middle of nowhere. It is the darkest place you can imagine that you're going to be. Uh, and he does it with such little line work. Well, yeah, that is really the first scene where he sets up the aesthetic he's going to keep going back to throughout the whole book. So you turn right. that in your first read, you're like, oh, that's a really cool panel. I really like that. Just the kind of bleakness and simpleness of it. And then you see him return to that style throughout. So it becomes this kind of running thing. But that first yeah. exposure to it, you're right. is, And it's nice that they do that in a splash page for you. Right. So here's my question, guys. The soundtrack. What did you... Th this is a... Hey. Yeah, oh, I forgot your panel. I'm sorry. <laughs> we usually do this with two people, Andrea. I, I don't have to tell you. I was like, oh, we both, background. we both shared a panel. All right, Andrea, what was your favorite panel? Well, actually, you you stole mine. But um, That's why I you don't want to go last on this show. <laughs> I, know, I know. I learned my lesson now. I usually went first. Um, but I guess it's, I mean, it's a, it's a series of panels, but they, they all kind of tie together. Um, Are we just breaking all the rules today, panel people? <laughs> Josh is picking Josh is picking splash pages. Andrew is picking a series of panels. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Screw the rules. Throw it out the window. Um, and the first panel starts with, ah, Jesus. And like then it just it it progressively, it's him just kind of walking into the woods. And so it starts where you can see the highlights of the trees and everything, and each panel gets darker and darker and darker until it's just like a black. Hold, it up. Hold panel. it up to the camera. Oh, that is that is good. That's a that's a good one. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, cause it just like, it's such like a mood. I just, mm -hmm. I thought I just, and I, I'm looking at it just in such a cinematic way that this is, this is what I'm experiencing with this it's character. Cell phone light, right. That's all you see is the yeah. light. Oh, that's how dark, that's how bleak and dark it is. And Did you ever little, see that? They go, they go, I just like love how they like go down to these like two little highlights on the tree and then just nothing. And yeah. just, it's, it looks really cool. So that's mine. Did Besides ever, the other one that you picked. <laughs> did you guys ever see that Kanye music video uh, where the woman's in the trunk uh, no. of the car? Uh, let me see what song it's for because you... Uh, trunk video. Yeah, it has that, that red light play. Such, it's so stylistic. It's uh, flashing lights. It's the flashing lights... Um, uh, video. Do yourself a favor. Check that bad boy out. Regardless if you like Kanye's politics or not, it's a badass video. <laughs> And I don't, but, you know. Flashing uh, lights. <laughs> uh, so I'll check it out. 
So here's what I don't know, guys. What did you think of the um, of the playlist of the? This is a, not even a playlist. Um, Con- I can't Kanye's, even Kanye's playlist. I like no, his not- old stuff. His latest album is a little bit too experimental <laughs> little- for me. I like Graduation. That's a good one. Um, here, here's so here's my question. Uh, why am I getting feedback? Who's got and what am I hearing myself on? Is that you, Travis? Don't blame no. me. Oh, don't no. I don't know. All right. And anyways, if you're on the podcast, I have just heard it right now, but that's okay. So here's here's my question. Um, with this, it's not a sound, it's not a playlist. It is a soundtrack, right? It, it was it was written for this. It's not a collection of songs to listen to. Travis and I did We We Can Never Go Home. Yeah. And that had like a punk rock playlist with it. I love it. We used to do it. We used to do it with our readers. We used to, we used yeah, to we used to make a playlist. We used to make playlists for shows. And then we were like, that's just too much work. And we just want to talk about comic Andrea, books. would you call this a score or a soundtrack? It's a score, right? Is it a film? <laughs> It's a score. It's a cinematic score. <laughs> I uh, I would say it's a score. Um, if there were other songs kind of shoehorned yeah. into it, that were yeah. song songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then it'd be a soundtrack. But I feel like this is a score. I, I refuse to let Josh talk about this. I keep interrupting him. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> no, no I, that's, that's just my question. Like, did it add to your enjoyment of it? My God, um, yes. Was it too much? Uh, for me, it... It the pacing is always tough because I read probably faster than the you have to sit with it, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to sit with it in order to get it. Um, but what did you think? What how did it how did it change your experience on this, Andrea, as as you listen to it while while you read it? Um, I well, first off, I loved it. I just was like, I'm I'm reading like I'm in a movie right now. This whole thing is a a film, it's a film. Um This is a I, film. This isn't a movie. This one becomes a film. I well, I appreciate it. I was very worried that some random ass song was going to come up and just like yank me out of the whole thing because they're like, yeah, let's put this in. But it was it was a score, and it just I felt it went really like perfectly along. But it did. There were moments where I had to be like, oh, I'm ahead of the game because spherical bastard, and like I, I'm not there yet. Like I need to go back and make sure I'm I'm reading it along with it. But either way. I loved all the music to it. It was just, it was a pleasure to listen to just kind of in general. It was very, it was as like as ominous as some of the story is and like kind of, you know, I don't know. I I thought it was very calming to like read to it. And so it just really, it really kept me interested, but I did have to keep going back because I was reading it a little, a little too quickly to, to keep up. Travis, here's my question specifically for you. Okay. I know that you enjoy reading your comic books at night. Yeah. With many lights off. Yeah. Um, like like X Files, oh yeah. right? Blankets you put the, over my head. You put the blanket over your head. You save you save part of the Especially. peanut butter and jelly sandwich for later, right? I'm gonna need this later, right? You you do that as yeah. you read, and so I imagine your experience. Look, I, I, what was it like for you to sort of like you're engrossing yourself yeah. in it at that point? If you're reading this at night with the soundtrack on your iPad, where that's the only glow. Yeah. Right. What is that? What's that do for you? Uh, it's a glow up, first of all. Uh, and uh, no, I, I, you keep using that word experience, and I think you nailed it right on there. Uh, it's it's like well, I, I am. It's not my. I'm doing this podcast for a while, but I've you know. <laughs> You're in summer break mode, so your mind isn't befuddled by like papers to grade no, or things like that. I, it's like it's your purest form. It's like after you jerk. It's like post sex yeah, brain. No, no. <laughs> 
We went almost the whole episode. I know, and it's the going... most vulgar book. We got to throw something in. Outgoing blue. But okay. Um, so, anyways. So, uh, so, the experience of it, I, I, I love this. Um, uh, Andrew, you, you might, you as directing theater, you might have done this too. I love, you have the play, you did all the work on there, but then I love layering small things in it. Things yeah. as the audience is walking in that can be done in the theater, in the lobby, uh, in advertisements. I've, I've really, these days, been, I've even been writing short stories and then reading them. Because um, I, I, first I felt like it was a cheat. Like, shouldn't the work exist on its own? Do we need these things to amplify it? And I'm like, we don't need them. The work works on its own. But yeah. when you add layers to it, it's it, it, as Josh said, it creates this experience. It's kind of like wa- mm. listening to that Pink Floyd album while watching Wizard of Oz, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like and then learning about the Great Depression at the same time. Like, yeah. It's all, yeah. Yeah. You have like the, you know, you can watch Wizard of Oz, you can listen to the album, or you put them together. And now it's this whole new experience on itself. And so, uh, you know, uh, we'll get Josh's opinion on it, but I think it transitions into who would you give this to? I would package it as an experience. I, just like the way when I was in college, someone came up to me and was like, dude, you gotta listen to Dark Side of the Moon and watch Wizard of Oz High. And I'm like, cool. You need to read this comic and listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. Completely can sober. I, can I kind of give my little, like, yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's like you're cooking a meal and all the flavors are there, but you season it and yes. you put a little salt on it. It's just, it just makes it that much better and enhances it just a little bit more. Well, you know, so, we are I, the sauciers of comic book podcasts. So yeah, it yeah. applies right into our, we, we, aerate, we aerate your comic books for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, that's a sommelier, not a saucier, but uh, so yeah. um, I thought it was a really interesting way to do it. I did not read the whole thing with the soundtrack. Uh, on my second read, I went back and listened to it a little bit while I was going through it, but then had to stop and then come back to read it. So I didn't get to like sit down cover to cover soundtrack and read it, but I did really enjoy, I love that sort of stuff. I love the extra wink, the extra nudge, the little bit, because as someone who loves those art forms, right? Someone who loves music. Yes. My dog, as someone who loves music and and, and comic books, like if you can put those two things together, right? That's my peanut butter and jelly, baby. That's it. That's it right there. Like, so, and I thought the soundtrack was this wonderful sort of like keyboardy, like yeah. dark. It reminded me of the Manhunter soundtrack a little bit. Like, I, like it was very much like. There's, yeah, footprints. There's breathing in it. There's, there's, yeah. 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 It's airy. It's I, f- like- I feel like you missed a great opportunity because you got this dog around the same time you're reading this. Why not uh, Bog Doggy as a name? I, that's Aww. that's good. That's yeah. good. No, we've had the dog for longer than oh. the book. Okay. <laughs> the dog has been here for a handful of weeks now. The book got to my house on Thursday. Oh, damn! <laughs> His name would be Killian otherwise. Uh, <laughs> or Kino. No. Or, Jay- or Jesus. 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 Uh, he is his name. So he has a little rubbery. He has like this ring that he chews on that has spiky things on it. And I put it on his head and it's his little r- rubber crown of thorns. And I do call him <laughs> Jesus Jimmy. And I put the little, little crown of rubber thorns on him. So Jesus, Jimmy. That's don't, what don't you have like robot models to put together or something? <laughs> what are you doing? 
I play with my dog. Uh, he bites me. And so there are times when you have to put the robot models aside. You give him a crown of thorns when he misbehaves? <laughs> no, it's, it's just like a rubber ring that they chew on. Oh. But it's, got, it's got pointy nubbies on it. Oh, okay. And he's a puppy, so it's about the size of a little crown for him. So can you do like a little like blanket robe and just do the whole? <laughs> oh, I need a full aesthetic on his. Interest. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do the. Uh, it's not the what what the, what are the cross? The, the passion of Jimmy Beef. <laughs> yeah, the passion of Jimmy. No, but there's a name. The stations of the cross. Yeah. That's what. Stations, I'll do. Yes, yes. Stations. It's been a while since I've been to Catholic church, but yeah, I'll yeah. do the stations of the cross. What church are you? Know, what church you know, are you going to? Been a Catholic. I don't know. No, no church. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll the church of hard, <laughs> The church of hard knocks. That's the church. Oh, the church of hardcore. Yeah, the hardcore life. All they do is. Actually, but there is like I there is like a Jesus on my on my shirt though. So, oh yeah, look well, at you! You're all Jesus out, Jesus. Well, I'd be like elevated. <laughs> a little, a little CrossFit Jesus is my homeboy, but it's not actually Jesus. It's a professional wrestler. Is that a is like that a handmade shirt from Etsy? It is not a handmade. Fr- I wish it was a handmade. Shirt from Etsy. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, first I would like to thank our esteemed guest Andrea for yeah. being on the show. Uh, I don't think you get the the SNL green jacket yet. I think there are cast members i think there are special guests five, who've been right? on. it's a five or it's a i think there are special guests who've been on more than you what? um oh. is it five is that is that the five timers club five, five how many times or, you been or on? Or is it, is seven times? i've been okay so prez goners uh saga, saga and this ah, one more i thought you did one, one other one maybe I, not you know what we should do josh and uh, we always come yeah. up with stuff that we don't do on this podcast we should as soon as someone becomes a five-timer club, we should send them one of our shirts. How <gasps> oh, we should. We yeah. should. You're not there yet, Andrea. So I, sorry. I, but when it does happen, I mean. Yeah. Next unless year. Gonna, unless you're going to avoid. Two, two years from now. Two years from now, you'll get that shirt. I um, would like the robed, the robed uh, comic exposure. The weirdest thing is both. <laughs> Both my wife and my daughter have that shirt where Travis and us are draped in capes. Everybody should have that shirt. Draped in capes. Hey, can Travis, uh, this is like, I, the Amazon's nice because the shipping, but part of me goes, can't we put it on threadless and get like a shower curtain with that on it or a, a bedspread with, wouldn't that, who wouldn't want us on a bedspread, Travis? It's true. It's true. You can do that. One, their upload design system is much more confusing and like dimensions and stuff and two i do like it because copyrights because there's a lot of designs we want to do that require copyrights and they don't really check that as much but also like at amazon prime people go on it's people are more likely to put it in than creating a threadless account and doing all that stuff i don't know josh does anybody really buy our stuff anyway so travis we sold 32 shirts this year really yep (laughs) holy shit (laughs) i had to pay taxes on it I had to fill out tax wow. form. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out on my. I didn't think months. 32 people listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just one super fan that bought 32. <laughs> well, this house bought like five of them, so maybe that I bought two of them. Now, did you did you requ- did you require them to buy them? Were you like, hey guys, buy our shirts, or did they no, do Grace, their own Grace, free will? Grace bought one of her own free will so she could wear it in college, I think, because it's Aww. funny. Um, and then uh, I think Travis bought me one. And I mean, then yeah. and I bought one and then Gab has one. So maybe there's only four in this house. Yeah, yeah. And I'm we counting- only, make, only make like $2 a shirt. Uh, so we're yeah. still in the hole for our, our uh, website fees. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. 
Yeah, people buy shirts, pay off our website. Uh, we don't <laughs> ask you for anything else. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, I, again, I want to thank Andrew for coming on the show. If you want to find thank any you. of our old episodes, all the episodes that Andrea were on, if I were Travis and I wrote the show notes, but I don't, but if I were Travis and I did the show notes don't and I had, time to, don't I had time to do this, I would link all the episodes that Andrea was in, in the show notes. So you could just click and listen to those episodes with Andrea, but Travis isn't going to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, cool I, 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 I would love to be the kind of person who would do that, but I'm just not. <laughs> He's just not. He's just not. So, but you can go back and find all the episodes she's on. You could, pro- I don't, can you search the website? Do we have a searchable website? Josh. Yeah. I've got to <laughs> upload this. I've got to create the, the, uh, the intro, which I'm starting to actually have a good time doing. And then I have to upload it to, to GoDaddy. Then I have to put it onto our website. Then I have to create a handmade Twitter post cobbling together things for, for the episode. And then I, I love have to it. write the show notes. Look, I'm, 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 I'm a single mom washing and drying over here, buddy. And I, and I love it. And you, you, but you're so good at it. You never taught me well, how. Well, to be fair, you pick, um, you, you pick most of the book titles out. So that seems like a fair I, So there we, there we go. Um, but again, Andrew, thanks for coming on. Everybody, thank, thank you for you. listening. You, you can find all of our old episodes at www.comicexposure.com or you can look through whatever your podcast app is. You can find us on Spotify. That's a good place to find us because you can find this and the soundtrack to yeah. listen to podcasts. Did you know you that listen? Joe Rogan is exclusively going to Spotify now? I saw that. Uh, I also, there's one podcast I listen to that's only on Spotify, uh, Best Friends or Bestie Besties. It's a video game podcast. I don't ever really, I don't play enough video games, but I do like listening to people talk about them. Uh, so um, why am I giving away advertising for free? Don't listen to those people. Anyways, um, go to the website, listen to us on Spotify, listen to us on Facebook. You can or listen to us on the Google website. Play. Google Play. Apple Podcasts, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at Comic Exposure, uh, Facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. See what's going on. Go to our site, click on merch, buy a shirt with Travis and I draped in only capes because Travis thought a good reference would be the very hot Terry Hatcher from the 90s Superman TV show to be a reference for what those pictures should look like. She's draped and in cape. She's draped in cape. I, she is draped in cape. And very, very 90s Josh was very happy with Terry Hatcher. So that's that's good. But uh, I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. Love each other. Wash your hands. Be good. Uh, and uh, fight the good fight, guys. And you know what? We're going to see you. Actually, Travis, what's next? Next up is uh, we're doing Avengers. Avengers. Kree Skull War. Mar- Marvel's, Marvelous freaking summer is yes. coming. Read yourself some Avengers Crawl Scree War. That- Scroll Cree War, and we will see you next train.